Welcome to the Global Confident Women's Conference, everyone, and thank you all for being here today. At this time, I present our Master of Ceremonies of this event to you. Welcome Melanie Ake. She's the founder of Everyday Leaders Professional Coaching and Consulting, a certified John Maxwell team leadership coach, speaker, and trainer. And as a certified Y Institute agent, she helps others discover their own why. Welcome Melanie Ake. Thank you so much, Gigi. It's an honor to be here once again for your global conferences. Today, we're celebrating women and confidence. So a few things we're gonna learn today is how you gain confidence, what does confidence mean? What defines self-confidence? And what is a confident person? So stick with us today. We have so much to teach you. So many wonderful speakers and panelists. And we are going to introduce now Regeline Sabat, our host for this event. Reggie, Regeline Gigi Sabat. She is a motivational keynote speaker, two times best-selling author, life coach, first-generation Haitian-American, and the host of Walk With Me podcast. It's actually officially one year today that she announced it. So proud of you. Uh, she has this podcast on JRQ-TV, a financial expert and CEO and founder of Life Service Center of America, LLC. Our co-host today is Beatrice Severin-Reed. She's an in-demand change and transition coach, international speaker, and change maker. I'll be sharing some quotes with you today, some confidence quotes that the ladies gave to me before this broadcast. Here's Gigi's. Confidence. Confidence should be something that's natural, just like beauty is within you. You just need to find it. Beata, your confidence quote, the most alluring thing a woman can have is confidence. And that was from Beyonce. And you also said, this quote always reminds you that you're in power of your own life. You're the master in confidence, and it's the tool to reach what others perceive as impossible. I'd like to now transition to our keynote speaker today. Our keynote speaker is Ragni Sinikas. She's the founder of World Women Conference and Awards, Women Entrepreneurs TV, Changemakers Coach, and Public Speaker. Thank you so much for joining us today and all that you do, Ragni, and we are really excited to hear from you. Thank you, Gigi. Thank you, Beata, Melanie, and the whole team for this amazing event and uh, for the invitation. So just let's jump right to it. So please take notes as this is going to be very, but very important if you truly are willing to transform your life. So today I will bring your attention to your behaviors and to the triggers why we do not feel confident enough to live our dream life. So let's first see what it is, what we call self-confidence. It means trusting your own judgment, capacities and abilities. It's about valuing yourself and feeling worthy, regardless of any imperfections of what others may think about you. Now, with better awareness, we can make better decisions. And with better decisions, we are able to see better results. The question still remains why some of the people are sort of born with it and others are struggling with confidence. It all comes down to your narrative. So what's your narrative? Your narrative is your personal story. 
Your narrative is the lens through which you see the world. You do not see the world as it is. You see the world as you are. You do not see the world as it truly is in a reality. You see the world through your internal reality of your own belief system. When you get your world or your mindset to the world class, your world is going to be okay, and I can tell you for sure. And you know, it is such a seduction. We often operate as victims. We blame our background, family, boss, or our job, or our hardships, or the negative people around us on why our lives are not working. And we are not playing at the legendary performance. So we blame the world for lack of the financial prosperity and the people around us because we are not uh, in an epic health, for, for example. We blame our parents because we are not playing in a rare air of outright world class. The reality is we are our own worst enemy. We are our greatest saboteurs. But it takes a lot of courage, bravery, and personal responsibility to look in the mirror and say, it is my mindset that is causing me to behave like this at my job or resist doing great job or to procrastinate, in it or to walk through my life complaining, gossiping, and spreading the negativity around the world. It takes a lot of courage to say, it is because of my mindset. But the payoff for you is that when you say, you know what, my mindset is my mindset. And it was developed from the day I was born based on the messaging of my parents, my teachers in school, based on the messages that I picked up from my peers and friends. I mean, that really is what your story is based on that lens that you see the world. It's just the beliefs that you learned from the people around you. And unfortunately, a lot of us had parents or had associations or teachers, or it's even from the media and society around, and it happens invisibly. But the messaging that forms our personal narrative and our personal story and our personal stained glass window through which we see the world is one of the scarcity and mediocrity. And it really truly hypnotizes us to resign ourselves to think average, doing average work and living an average life. And again, it gets back to why would you think that you are genius? as they are different. They got different talents, they are gifted, they are divinely blessed. And that is just nonsense. You, you know what positive psychologists teach us? Your story about your potential determines whether you live your potential. Why? Well, because if your story is mm, Buffett, Elon Musk, Mother Teresa, well, those people were born into their greatness. Who am I? to dream that be? Who am I to think that I can live world-class life? Who am I to think I can be the best of my industry? 
So if that is your story, then your story is going to be a self-fulfilling prophecy. Because if your story is that you cannot play at world class, you are not going to read books or go to the courses or not, you're not going to put in the practice hours that researchers, by the way, say it's is 3.44 hours a day for the 10 years the, when the first signs of, of uh, geniuses come up. And you're not going to surround yourself with other people that are committed to world-class skills. It's called the talent hub. You're not going, gonna basically run the strategies, neither the tactics, not going to install the rituals that are required for you to get to world-class. Because your story and your narrative says, you cannot be at world class. So your brain says, what's the point? Why not to spend the rest of my life watching television in a subdivision? And that is such a crime against humanity. If you do not remember anything else from this, then write down this. We are born into genius. We are all capable of legendary performance. You deserve a life well beyond your wildest dreams. The more you start thinking about your narrative, the more you will be aware of your narrative, your transformation really lives in your awareness. So as you start to think about your narrative story and your the lens that you see through the world, as you start to think about your beliefs. And here's another important idea. Your behavior reflects your beliefs. Your daily behavior reflects your deepest beliefs. So as you start to think about your narrative, you start to be more aware and you start to say, hmm, I have a narrative or a story that really does say I am average. It does say that the world is a very scary place. It does say, I better not be brave as I could fail. And that will bring so much pain and discomfort. But if you start to think about your story and narrative, then you become at choice. When you are at choice, you start to say, I'm going to start rewiring practice and thinking the new way. And you start to install the new narrative. And as you have your new narrative, the new story about you, who you are and what you can do, what you can build, your place under the sun, your vision for the rest of the life, everything becomes, begins to change. Why? Because your behavior reflects those deep beliefs. Your behavior automatically starts to change. When you were born, you cried while the world rejoiced. Live your life in a such a way that when you die, the world cries while you rejoice. And really that is the ultimate, and ultimate end point of legendary performance. It's less about the applause, being liked, because you can change the world or being liked, but you can't do both. And for the real legendary performance, it's all about impact. 
it's all about creating rich streams of value to as many people as possible. So where I'm heading with that, it's all in you. Believe in yourself and do not let others to define who you are. You want to be so courageous and brave in terms of your mindset. When you go out to the world every day, you do amazing things. You make lives better. You make your customers' dreams come true. You are an inspirational force in the world. Because ultimately, to lead is to be of use. Thank you very much for investing the time in yourself and showing up today. I hope this was valuable to you. A lot of people are going to be going into details on confidence. So I hope it served you well and I'm sending you lots of love. Thank you again, Melanie, Gigi, Beata for an incredible and obviously Lakisha always showing up and, uh, and uh, supporting all, all the events. You are amazing. So thank you very much for all the things you do. Thank you, Ragni. Thank you, Ragni. Gosh, if you don't have your journals out, get them out now. <laughs> that was amazing. Go back and watch that. What fabulous tips. We have it within ourselves. And I love what you said. You know, when you're born, you cry and everyone else is rejoicing. And so we need to just turn that narrative around. Uh, you are always an inspiration, Ragni. Thank you very much for coming today. Our next panelist here is Julie Juju Christopher, one of my very favorites. She's been on so many of these panels. She's the CEO of Biz Tuition. She's a spiritual guide, music artist, and host of the Mystical Entrepreneur Podcast. Now, let me start by giving you her quote today for confidence. She says, self-realization is the knowing in all parts of body, mind, and soul, that you are now in possession of the kingdom of God that you do not have to pray that it comes to you, that God's omnipresence is your omnipresence, and that all that you need to do is improve your knowing. Welcome, Juju. Thank you so much for your time today. Oh, wow. Whew, I have to close my eyes because I can see you all more. Your light is so precious, so, light, so beautiful, so bright. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so, so, so grateful for this time with all of you. Thank you so much on realization of the self. The only true inquiry towards anything in life that you all want to achieve, what is success, love, relationship, it is the inquiry of the self, make it a focus through that gaze of that supreme self, which is who you are. So the realization of the self, you know, is how can we explain this uh, experience, for instance, where you are sitting by the ocean and you are witnessing the sun peeking through the gaze of the sky, the reflection of the water. You can't truly really explain it into words, can you? Absolutely not. So it is the experience of your own uh, officially on your own, officially being on the path, which is seeing through God's eyes. 
Can you see through God's eyes? Can you reflect upon the ocean, which is your own self-divinity, supreme relationship with the self, with the big S, the I am, and dropping what is not the I am, and that's enough. Can we have the courage to drop into the ocean of the I am really, truly, all that is, the reflection of the supreme self, which is yourself all along. So the only question to focus, make it a habit of asking yourself that, who am I? And each time in that result of that question, anything that come us come up to the brushes of that question, which could be, I am, oh, Perhaps I am my thoughts. No, you're not. So the fluctuations of the mind dropping deep down into the ocean of the supreme self with the big S, the only reality that gaze inward to project the outside world when you become to realize that all is supreme self around you, you would never have any more question because there is no question to ask but who am I? I am not Juju. I am not my brand. I am not my skin. I am not my hair. Who am I? And then inquire that is becoming satisfying on the higher path, being officially on the higher path. And I'm not talking about sitting down for hours on meditation because that is irrelevant to who you are. Because the one who's meditating is no longer the one who's meditating. You become the witness of this bliss that you are. So beneath all that we think we are, we're dropping into the ocean of pure bliss in the comfort of knowing that you are divine love, that you are seeing finally through the gaze of God, that you are home. Thank you for having me. I love you. Thank you, Juju. Juju, what a divine spirit you are. You just add so much value to everyone around you. And my goodness, uh, thank you for just sharing your heart today. Our next panelist, Bella Cruz. She's an international best-selling author, award-winning motivational speaker, and CEO of Bella Cruz Enterprises. Her confidence quote, confidence, operating in your purpose with courage because you know the great God of the universe gave it to you. Welcome, Bella. Welcome, everyone, and welcome, and thank you, Gigi and team, for having us on here today. I'm so excited to be here. Today, I'm going to be talking about confidence in the storm. You know, that is one of the things that help, that either brings you into greatness or holds you back sometimes forever without fulfilling your destiny. How you handle that storm is going to define 
who you become in the future. I remember talking to a friend and you know, the storms are different for everyone and they can be very painful. And I'm in no way dismissing anything that has happened to anyone. One of my friends was talking about how she went through cancer and after all the surgeries, all the pain, that she felt like Frankenstein. You know, that's quite an analogy when we start talking about how we experience pain. Frankenstein, can you imagine that? Another lady, she broke down in front of me. She started crying profusely while she was wiping the tears from her face, gasping for air because I could clearly hear the pain in her soul, in her heart. She had just lost someone that died and the way she was handling it, her grieving was so, so deep. It was so poignant. Her doctor told her she was having a nervous breakdown. Myself navigating through homelessness as a single mother, the pain that that caused me, not knowing the unknown, suffering for seven years, not being able to get a job. I lost everything. Why? Because a family member stole my identity that went to federal prison and used my social security number. I've also been an extreme case of bullying in the workplace. I know what pain is, but you know what? Today I only have five minutes. So I'm gonna talk about the one principle, the one principle that can unleash your greatness when you're in a storm. When you're in a storm, you're either gonna grow, you're gonna become confident, you're gonna become greater than who you are, or you're gonna sit back and you're gonna let that storm you're gonna let that storm defeat you. But with this one principle, the one principle that I'm gonna give you today is gonna to start your healing. It's gonna start bringing you into the greatness that you belong because the world is waiting for you to make that impact in the world. That principle is to forgive the storm. The storm may be painful. The, the waves are gonna be pounding against your heart you're going to cry. You're going to go through many, many pains. Do you know that Franklin D. Roosevelt, a quote by him, says that the sea, that the, it says um, a smooth sea never made a skilled sailor. So forgiving the storm is a start to your greatness, to find out what your potential is and how you're going to handle everything in this world. So with that, I leave you today. If you have any forgiveness in your heart, any unforgiveness, no matter what, because if forgiveness is for you, it's not for others, I ask that you forgive the storm. Thank you, I'm Bella Cruz, and it's been an honor being here with you today. Thank you, Bella. Thank you, Thank you Bella. What a beautiful story. Um, congratulations on conquering your pain. Amazing. I think connect to your pain, forgive the storm, and use that to gain your confidence. Thank yeah. you so much. Our next speaker is Stacy Padula. Stacy is a private educational consultant, director of private education company, founder of South Shore College Consulting and Tutoring, and founder of Briley and Baxter Publications. Now here's her confidence quote. Dwelling on the past and worrying about the future will only rob you of the present joy. 
She says she believes this relates to confidence because when you aren't fearful, but instead joyful, you will go forth with confident radiance that can move mountains. Her favorite confidence quote, Psalm 84, 11. God withholds no good from those who walk uprightly. Thank you so much, Stacy, for joining us today and for sharing your quote. Thank you so much for having me. It's, it's wonderful to be here. So um, tonight I want to share with you the confidence that you can find while surmounting unexpected obstacles. I'm a firm believer that God withholds no good thing from those who walk with him. So having confidence in that has helped me not only overcome, but even thrive during really challenging times. Psalm 8411 tells me that if the door shuts on something, whether it's a business venture or relationship, an opportunity, then it just, it wasn't God's best for me. And not only that, a closed door is actually gonna redirect me to something even better. I have numerous examples of this in my own life, but tonight I wanna share about something that happened to me about five years ago that propelled me into the world of entrepreneurship. For eight years, I was the director of a private education company. And with the owner, I built that company from the ground up. At first, it was just a small tutoring agency. And together, we built it into an educational group that serviced hundreds and hundreds of families each year. The owner mainly focused on college counseling, while I developed all the company curriculum, trained our staff, hired people, and I managed about 30 different tutors and educators each week. I became the face of the company at networking meetings, and I poured my heart into my time with my clients. I absolutely loved my job. I used to wake up and think, I can't believe I get paid to do this. It's so amazing. And my favorite aspect was definitely working directly with the students and the parents. So during my last year with the company, the owner actually hired a man to run the office in order to free up some more of my time so I could spend more time with our students. When the owner felt very ill and was hospitalized, this man decided to try to push me out of the company that I had helped build. And that obviously hurt seeing that I had say in whether he was hired or fired. Um, I was the highest paid employee at the time. So what he did was he began giving new clients to tutors who were paid less per hour in order to increase company profits. When I informed him that my schedule was to be kept full, he did nothing to meet the conditions of my contract. The owner was hospitalized and unreachable. So after a few months of still not being able to reach her and this going on internally, I was forced to begin looking for a new director position at a competing company. And during negotiations with that company, uh, the owner surfaced and said she simply could not lose me. I was the company. So the man's solution to this, um, he drafted an offer to me which would increase my salary by 50% if I would cut off ties with the other comp company and agree to stay. I agreed. I loved the business I had built. 
However, when it came time for me to sign my new employment contract, the man rescinded the offer and told me if I did not sign a sheet of paper filled with lies about me, then he would fire me on the spot. The lies were his justification for rescinding the offer. They were preposterous accusations. I was unable to get a hold of the owner, so I left the office without signing the paper and continued on with my workday, brushing off the man's threat. It turns out that the situation was tortoise interference, and I was able to file a lawsuit against the company and fight for the rights to my clients. We settled out of court, and I won the rights to not only my clients, but also the rights to the entire South Shore of Massachusetts. I started my own company and doubled my yearly income while working much less. This granted me time to start writing a new book series, which is now being adapted for TV by an Emmy-winning producer. It allowed me time to start a publishing company to help other authors break into the industry. It opened the door to so many wonderful things. And it also protected me from something that I never saw coming. Nobody did. So months after I left my former company, a lawsuit was filed against the owner for child molestation. My attorney received a call from the Boston Globe who was doing an article on the topic. They wanted to know if I had left because of the corruption, which I obviously knew nothing about. I had already been gone from the company at that time. So needless to say, I learned that day that God had protected me and my reputation because that company's name was dragged through the mud. A deceitful man's ploy to push me out of the company actually protected me from something I would never want linked to my name. It was incredible. So today I wanna to encourage you all to look to God and trust him that he withholds no good thing from those who seek him and walk with him. If a door closes, there's a reason and it's most likely a blessing in disguise. Thank you, Stacy. Thank you, Stacy. Wow, you're a fighter. <laughs> Keep going, girl. <laughs> that is you. awesome. <laughs> what confidence, right? If you're not gaining confidence now, go back and watch this again. <laughs> this is amazing. <laughs> um, congratulations to you. Thank you. Amazing. So never stop fighting for what you believe in and you will step into your purpose. Great, great takeaways. All right, our next panelist, I believe here, Lakeisha, is Alona Paranakova. She is the international best-selling author and TEDx speaker. She has a BS and a BA in Masters in Ministry, candidate for doctoral in Christian counseling and a PhD in Christian philosophy. She's a certified neurolinguist and a programming master practitioner. She's a professional master life coach and professional facilitator. And here's her quote. There are people who have money and people who are rich. And that was by Coco Chanel. And welcome, Alona. Greetings, everybody. Such an honor to be here. So um, I'm going to like I share you with you a little bit of my life story. And I have been born in a, as a, a, mixed, a product of the mixed culture. My mom was from a different country. My dad was from a different country. All my life, I have been, uh, I have been called ugly by my relatives because my skin tone, my hair color, and my eye color did not match theirs. I have been not even given the Christian name while I, during the baptism. 
because I did not look like them either. I was cast out or was, um, was not allowed to enter to the universities because of my Russian last name. And I was, uh, and my dad didn't want me, my grandparents didn't want me, they never came to rock me, they never came to feed me, they never came to comfort me while I was crying when my mom needed the help. So all my life, I have been struggling to feed in. All my life, I wanted to be just like them. All my life, I tried to prove what I could to make sure that I have received the approval from my relatives, from my grandparents, so they will be adopting me as, as a part of their family. So, and I wanted to also enter to the university because, because you know, just because I didn't have a, their last name and uh, it was a very devastating time for my life. So all my life, I wanted to, I was, I was looking that something was wrong in me. All my life, I was trying to find what did I do wrong? Why was I born with the blonde hair, with the blue eyes, with the lighter skin? Why couldn't I be born just like them with the darker skin? So I will be accepted in the love and you know, was allowed to do so many things in my country. But, you know, only now when I grew up, when I found out that the essence of your identity, it's your unique gift, your unique trademark. Nobody is like you. Nobody will be like you, no matter how much you hard to prove anybody else your, your worthiness, it will never be good enough. So what I have learned not to base my identity on somebody else's approval, but also build it up on my incarnation. I started to walk like I belong to this world. I started to, you know, to breathe like this air was met, you know, meant for me. And I wanted to do so many things in my life. And when God showed me, yes, I'm talking about the, the higher power of God who had interfered into my falsely thoughts. And he, he proved my being because he put his, his trademark, his stamp on me that says, you are my masterpiece. I have thought how to create you i have great how to make you and you are just unique and do not even try to fit in because i did not make you to fit in i made you to stand out from the crowd and that was the message from him that i have received i am direct descendant of the armenian genocide survivor from the world war one and my great-grandparents have been slaughtered in front of the eyes of my great-grandparents. But my grandfather, who had escaped this massacre, he had carried this special message, the message of dream, the message of not giving back with, the, do not repay or do not pay back, you know, evil with evil. Evil will never cast out the evil. Only love, only building and going forward, only focusing on what is best for you will be able to, uh, to build who you are and give you pay, pay you for, for your future where you're focusing on. And all my life as I was trying to uh, fit in, 
I am so grateful that my wish did not come true. And today I'm standing and preaching and, and talking and sharing my message of do not apologize for who you are, for the hair color you have, for the accent that you have, for the earrings that you want to wear, for the makeup that you want to that you want to apply to yourself for the way that you carry yourself. You are unique and you are absolutely God's masterpiece. And his trademark, his fingerprints are all over you. Thank you, Alona. Thank you, Alona. Remember, own your unique trademark and create your own story. You are amazing, my friend gaining your own confidence. Our next speaker here is Emma Jane Taylor. She's an author, a keynote speaker, a child sex abuse activist, and CEO of The Works Company. Her confidence quote, being successful isn't all about money. Welcome, Emma. Hi, thank you so much for the lovely introduction. Nice to be here. Great to see you, Gigi, and everybody else. Thank you. Um, and it's been a pleasure just to listen to some of the voices already and how inspiring so many women are around the world and coming together to collaborate, to give back learnings that mean so much to so many people. And I think, you know, my presentation tonight really is to get put some thought into where we all are in life, you know, what does success mean to us? What does success mean to you? My success might be different to your success, might be different to the person sat next to you's success. And it's how those successes are measured that are important to you. So if we're looking at success, if success was getting out of bed this morning, then how did you celebrate that? You know, my success of living the life that I'm living may not be trying to get out of bed. But if it is trying to get out of bed, that's OK. You must celebrate that. If it is trying to get out the front door, you must celebrate that. Celebrate those wins, however big, small or indifferent. Does it have to be measured in money? Does it have to be measured in what, how big your car is? How does it have to be measured by if you've got a pool in your backyard or not? No, it has to be stripped back to some very basics of life. Why don't we celebrate our success more than we do? Have you ever stopped to enjoy the achievements and wins, little, big, indifferent that you have in your life? So what I kind of really feel that I wanted to do today is say, look, let's just stop and take a few moments to find maybe just three things in our day that would be successful to us because we don't. As a society across the globe, we don't. We have so much to be grateful for, so much. So finding just three things out of today, just being here is one of my successes. And I am grateful to be here enjoying this moment. So that's one of my successes. 
So what would my second success be? What would my third success be? So take one of those successes and celebrate it. So I'm in the UK tonight. It is coming up for 20 to 11. I'm going to celebrate this moment when I get off this call with the party that's going on in the other room next door to me tonight, because I've been here with Gigi and a fabulous bunch of women celebrating life, celebrating women. And I'm, I'm not going to drink because I don't drink. So I'm going to get a fizzy water and I'm going to put a cocktail stick it. And I am going to celebrate that because that is important to me. I am then going to remind myself of one success that I've achieved this month. Well, I have achieved great success this month because I've just recorded my TED Talk and Grazia magazine have just asked me to comment on some of the articles they've written on Bill Cosby. Now, that's a huge success for me because I've put myself out here as a child sex abuse activist. So that is a huge success. Uh, Gigi's a huge success of mine. She's been uh, in my life this year. She's a huge success of mine. So what I want you to do is just stop. Engage your heart. Use that with the gratitude and focus that you have on the importance of life because it really does matter. When I left school, I was told I was a girl going nowhere. You're a failure, I was told. You're going nowhere. These were real simple warning signs of something more sinister in my, my life. But with little knowledge and awareness back in my day when I was at school, and I'm talking about in the 1970s when I was born, I was a 1980s senior school girl. Um, those things weren't talked about, but they affected me. So instead of leaving school thinking, yay, life's great, I left school thinking I'm just a loser. I've got nothing in my life. So I turned to drink. I turned to drugs. I turned to a life of crime and darkness. In fact, not many people thought I would still be here uh, at 48. And uh, they thought I'd be gone at 20, either in prison or dead. Thankfully, neither. And I was really grateful that I found success through therapy and through the, the therapy that I thought would only take 12 weeks, which took about 25 years. <laughs> uh, it allowed me to grow wings, to liberate myself, to find my strength, to find my opportunity. So when I left school that failure, I then became the CEO of the works company. I employ a team of 30 people who are far more talented than me. I stand tall as an author, keynote speaker and activist of child sex abuse. I am recognized globally now for the work that I do as the face of the wellbeing show for That's TV. In radio, I work in various different uh, platforms in media activity across the world. And just this week, I was awarded the Queen's Award for the voluntary service for my ambassador role with SmartWorks and Ready. That is a success. That is because I took a moment to step back and not listen to what other people were saying. I gave myself that opportunity to really enjoy who I was and allowed my life to be. So stepping back, step back, allow yourself to have that success. My biggest success in my life has been forgiveness. And I'm sure this has been covered a lot. Uh, if I know Gigi, I'm sure it has been. Forgiveness, my biggest success to life. I forgive, I forgave my abusers. I forgave my father when he told me he never wanted to see me again and hasn't. I forgave anyone who hurt me because I needed to step away. I needed to lose that bitterness. I need to re-engage who I was and cut off that pain and move away. Become that survivor, not the victim. I don't take things so literally anymore, but I use everything to enhance my future, to enjoy my success and to live my life richer 
because of this. Success isn't about money for me. It is about enjoying the simple wins, living the life I've been given and to celebrate that and not the comparisons. I found me. I am me. I can enjoy life without technology. I can enjoy life with people who mean something. But most of all, I can enjoy life with gratitude, with forgiveness and passion. And I share that with you today because I think it's really important, ladies, we just go stop and just enjoy the simple things because they are the biggest things you'll ever take with you to your next life. Thank you very much. I'm Emma Jane Taylor. I'm here in the UK and I've loved being with you ladies tonight. Thank you, Emma. Thank you. Thank you, Emma. Wow. Define and celebrate your own success story. How many times are we hearing this tonight? This is amazing. Remember, you matter and you are important and you are worth everything. So go for it. Man, you've inspired me, Emma. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> All right. Our next panelist. This is so exciting. Can you guys feel the energy here? I feel like we're in the same room. Our next panelist is Cheryl uh, Putterman. She is the founder and CEO at Nourishment Vitality. This is her quote from Brene Brown. Talk to yourself like you would talk to someone that you love. You either walk inside your story and own it, or you stand outside your story and hustle for your own worthiness. Believing that you're enough is what gives you the courage to be authentic. And I love this because Cheryl, you said you love this quote as it speaks to your heart. Confidence and voice were two areas of your life that held you back for too long from sharing your gifts to the world. So welcome and we're so excited to hear from you tonight. Thank you so much, Melanie, for your kind introduction. <clears throat> and it's truly an honor to join you all here today from Israel. Thank you, Reggie, Vieta, and all of my fellow speakers and all of the participants who have joined us for such an important topic of confidence. So let's dive straight in. So today I will address confidence from the perspective of body image and body confidence, an area that I was personally challenged with for so many years. This is actually what led me on my path of studies in nutritional psychology and mind-body nutrition, which is that fascinating connection between the brain, body and behavior and my expertise in stress and in anxiety management. Firstly, it's so important that we take an honest look at body image and what I call embodied empowerment from the lens of how you view and feel about your body. Now embodiment at its most basic definition is being checked in as opposed to checked out. Embracing the natural expressions of our bodies, of our emotions, our feelings, our movements, our desires, and even our discomforts. It's being in and with the body on its own terms. Now I'd like to remind everyone that our minds are the most powerful force that we have. Mindset matters when it comes to many aspects of our lives, as we've heard this evening, but especially our confidence. I always tell my clients that in order to have the body that you want, you have to want the body that you have. And it starts with where you are at. 
The way I see it, the world regularly feeds us mixed messages about our bodies, about beauty, about ourselves, and the ways that we should look and feel. And depending on where you are, on your gender, your identity, your background, and the media that you consume, those messages, they can really sink in and influence our confidence in how we feel about ourselves. The fact that likability is tied to how you look is where so much of that negative body image wounding takes place. A negative body image is when you're preoccupied with thoughts about one's body and feeling unhappy about the way that you look. Here are some sobering statistics that show exactly that. 80% of women say that images of women in media make them feel insecure. 97% of women confess that they have at least one I hate my body moment each day. 90% of teenage girls age 15 to 17 already want to change something about their appearance. Body dissatisfaction is something that we have learned. We have been programmed from a young age through idealized images that are force-fed to us by the media. When someone feels down about their body, they will carry that feeling into other areas of their lives and may also develop habits that can be self-sabotaging in the long run. A low body image can mean beliefs like, I'm not deserving, I cannot be successful, certain things are not possible for me, I won't be lovable until I'm in the body that I love. These beliefs dig deep into the psyche and they affect us on a physiological and on a psychological level. They create additional stress chemistry in the body, which will affect how we feel physically. And so symptoms like poor digestion and low immunity and fatigue, these have all got links to stress that can be caused by low mood, low self-esteem, low confidence and poor body image. Now, the good news is that a negative body image is a learned behavior. And like any learned behavior, it can be replaced by a new way of thinking. It's not something that we heal overnight. It's a journey and it takes time and it takes conscious awareness. But here's what I want you to know. You cannot demand yourself into better confidence. You cannot shame yourself into transformation. You cannot negative talk yourself into transformation. Embrace the change that you wish to become in a loving and compassionate way. I always say that the journey always informs the destination and it starts with you. Now, research has also shown that for older women, we show more acceptance and appreciation for our bodies and confidence when we discover more meaning in our lives beyond being accepted for only how we look. This is so important for us as feminine energy and influential members of society to pass on this message to the younger generation. Be proud of who you are, irrespective of how you look. So I invite you all to become more embodied and to try in a more empowering reality. Who you are is what is incredible and it deserves celebration. You deserve to feel the power of confidence, to embrace who you really are, 
your real authentic self. The confident and embodied woman does not ask permission to be. She owns who she is and she focuses on the experiences that bring her joy, that make her smile, that fuel her passion and give her a sense of fulfilled purpose. So to sum up, I would like to imagine for us all that as we continue on this journey called life, we all can get to embrace all of who we are and choose to cultivate confidence and acceptance within ourselves and within our bodies. Thank you, Cheryl Putzman from Israel, and I'm delighted to be here with you all today. Thank you, Cheryl. Thank you, Cheryl. Gosh, what an important message for anyone at any age, right? How many times do we say, if we just had that confidence to go and do those things, go to those reunions, show up at those events because we don't feel like we look right. Uh, that's such a powerful message. And I so appreciate you bringing that to light today uh, for all these things that build our confidence. It is critical to our success. Our next panelist, is Donna Campbell. Donna is the Mind Whisperer, formal financial advisor, number one Amazon international best-selling author of her book, Financially Fit, and she's a professional speaker. Her quote today for confidence is, trust and you will see, believe and you will know, have faith all is well, follow your heart and your spirit will lead you. Welcome Donna. Hi, and thank you so much for having me here today. And thank you, Gigi and Melanie and everyone that's here helping with the Confident Women's Conference. It is such an amazing opportunity. What I'd like to share is about stepping into your own power confidently. And it's really about the energy of confidence that we exude from ourselves out to the rest of the world to attract back that confidence. That's exactly what the law of attraction talks about, the law of magnetism talks about. When you send out the energy for confidence, confidence returns. Now, there's three things that I have learned that help build that internal confidence so when you step out into the world, you have that level. The first thing is your energy presence. It announces you long before you even enter a room because it's felt and it's felt intuitively. Think about any time that you went to a business meeting or you were meeting a client for the first time or you were showing up for a friend or going to a conference. Your energy was felt in that room before you walked through that door. So take note of how you are walking into a room, into a place, are you doing it from a place of confidence? Are you doing it from a place of, mm, I don't know how I feel about this, or am I, I'm just a little tired. I, I had a really long plane flight because that energy is felt. The next thing that they see right after your energy presence is how you look and how you look is that matching the energy presence that you walk through the door with. And if it does, then you are in your power 100% confidently, but if you don't match how you're dressing, how you look in those moments, there's gonna be a disconnect and a disharmony. 
How many times have we shown up for an event? We were tired, but we looked really nice or we were in our confidence, but yet, you know, we were in shorts and a t-shirt for a professional event. We want to make sure those energies match. The second with the energy of confidence to help you step into your power is your voice, how you're how it's used because your voice is also energy, vibration, and frequency. And people hear that. How you're using your words and how you're expressing your words. Is it from a place of confidence or is it a place of, "Mm, I feel a little bit smaller than everybody else. So you want to make sure that that also comes into alignment. And then the third thing about the energy of confidence, and this is what these first two kind of lead up to, and that is how we overall present ourselves. And there are virtues and there are vices. Anytime we entertain an energy of fear, doubt, or disbelief, we are taking away our power of confidence because the fear is going to eat away at it. The doubt is I don't know, I'm creating doubt. You're not stepping forward as if you're for sure and that you do know. And disbelief, if you don't believe in yourself, others may not believe in you either. To transform those three energies that take away the confidence, you need to have first courage. And courage is confronting the fear or the unknown to take that step forward, as well as bravery, which is overcoming the fear, overcoming that doubt. And then those three keys that when you overcome is trust, faith, and belief. And those are the three virtues in everything that give you the confidence to stand in your own power with who you are. Trust, and you will see. Believe, and you will know. Have faith, all is well. And when those three things are in alignment, it opens up all of those doors to prosperity and abundance, the confidence, you can have it all, all at the same time. And if you just follow those three things and what's in your heart, spirit, God, creator, will always lead you exactly where you need to be. So thank you here for this time. And for me, Sherry, and I'm Donna Campbell. Thank you, Donna. Thank you, Donna. Wow. Uh, We should really recognize that, right? That's the law of awareness too. What energy are we giving out to the world? And uh, be the energy that everybody wants to show up with and and enjoy. So gosh, thank you for that awareness piece today. Wonderful, wonderful. Our next speaker, Aria McGarry. She's an Emmy-winning TV show host producer and founder of Live Your Legacy Summit and AMP. Her, um, her mantra is earn more, live more, give back more. And her favorite quote is from Proverbs 16, three, give your works wholly to the Lord and he will bless and prepare them. Welcome Aria, thank you for joining us tonight. Thank you so much for having me here. If you all are not energized and charged up already, then I don't know what to do because this has been absolutely amazing. Gigi and everyone, 
Thank you for bringing us all together. This is what it's all about. Women coming together and empowering and pouring belief into each other because we need that so much. So to everybody that just spoke and I can't wait to hear everybody else right after me. Don't go away because this is amazing. I just wanted to take just a few minutes to pour into you award-winning confidence because that has been my road in this life. My confidence has always come from my faith in God, but doesn't that get challenged at times? I know I have had my challenges and you're thinking, oh no, God promises he won't ever give you more than you can handle. But there's been times I'm like, hmm, God, are you sure about that? And that's okay. Because you know, in going through it, you may not feel the confidence, but God is trying to grow your confidence. So I love to give this quote, feel the fear and do it anyway. Because by doing that and stepping out in confidence, even when you may not feel it totally, is okay. I come from the acting world. So there is my entire life when I had to get on these stages and act like I was confident, you know, take that roll on, step on those stages. You think we don't have butterflies backstage? You think we're not nervous as heck leading up to it? All the big movie stars, they all are. But we get on there and the confidence comes when we step out on that stage. Think of that as your life. There's going to be many, many times when you're feeling that everybody's better than you or, oh, she can do it and I can't. Because you know what? Do you know what a beautiful woman is to another woman? Let you think about that for a second. What is a beautiful woman to a woman? It's everything she's not. Oh, it's she's. If you're short, you want to be tall. If you're tall, you want to be shorter. If you got big boobs, you want small boobs. If you got small boobs, you want bigger boobs. It's whatever we aren't. We think is so beautiful, but we are beautiful just the way we are now. God doesn't make any junk. You are exactly what you need to be today to do exactly what God has in store for you. If you just have faith in Him and confidence that if you're feeling you want to accomplish whatever it is that's in your heart, you can do it, or you wouldn't have that that dream in your heart. You wouldn't have that feeling like, can I do this? I feel like I'm called. And I'm going to bring this right around to you because not only did I get the confidence to escape domestic violence. Yeah, I didn't feel confident, but I did it. I stepped out of faith and did it anyway. And then I built the confidence to create my own TV show when I was in my 40s. After cancer, when they told me I'd never talk again because they took out my vocal cord nerve, told me it'd be impossible to talk again. After that, when I wasn't a size two, somebody beautiful on TV, you know, five foot ten, size two, beautiful angelic voice, that was not me. I totally lived my life on personality. Let's just say that, and I sounded like a chicken. Yeah, I really did. I. God had not come full circle with healing my voice so I can talk to you tonight. And I created that TV show telling good stories about nonprofits anyway, despite all my imperfections. Was I confident? Not only was I not confident at that moment, my hair fell out again for the second time, one week before I recorded my first TV show. And I don't tell a lot of people that, but if you look at my YouTube, those in my TV show were wigs. I said, I don't care if I'm bald, 400 pounds, you know, two foot, whatever, it didn't matter to me. I was going on anyway, because I had the confidence that God wanted me to tell these good stories. So it wasn't about me, it was about the stories I was about to tell. So I want you to step out on confidence today because God has a plan for you and get your eyes off of what you think you can or can't do and get your eyes on what God wants you to do and what your legacy is in this world. Because if I at 48 years old, and I'm past that now, trust me, I'm going to be 60 soon, 
that I could win an Emmy award, the highest award in my industry. Not feeling the confidence, but faking it until I made it, and then getting the confidence that, wow, I guess I am enough today. I guess I'm everything God needs me to be today. I'm going to be better tomorrow and better a year from now. I got that right, and so are you. But today, have the confidence to be the very best you can and put one foot in front of the other and do what you're called to do right now and stop waiting till all the lights are green or you feel the confidence. Feel it. Feel the fear, do it anyway. And I promise you, when you start doing what you're called to do, that confidence will come. So I hope that is how, because if I can do that, this Emmy that I won at 48 years old is for all of you to know your little girl or little boy dreams can come true. If that's your calling and you're willing to say, God, with you, all things are possible then I challenge you not to make it happen because it will. And I'm going to be watching. So connect with me. I hope you're having a great day. This has been absolutely phenomenal. I know my time might be up. So God bless you all. You can do it. Go out and have confidence that you're enough today for everything. Thank you. This is Araya. Thank you, Aurora. And at this time, Beata and I would love to make an announcement. We actually have a, a twist on the event. Something uh -oh. unexpected. We have three special male guests during this event today. Yes, the title is Global Confident Women's Conference. However, as I mentioned, we have three male guests. First is Michael D. Butler. The second is, do we announce it now? I don't know. What, what do you think, ladies? Lakeisha? Yeah, okay. I'm going to say second because Bert so. Oliva. Wait, wait, but no, wait, but no. We shouldn't give it away now. Don't, don't give it away now. Let, let, let's wait. Let's, let, let's just you need yeah. it. You need to erase it. <laughs> <laughs> Let, let's just wait until a, a few more speakers. Sorry. You didn't hear it, ladies. Yes. We, sorry, like, everyone. We can't give it away yet. <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right. So let's hear from Michael D. Butler. He's the CEO of Beyond Publishing, book publisher, global speaker, and media coach. Welcome, Michael. Great to see you. Hello. Hello. Can you hear me okay? Yes. Yes. I just want to say, wow, what a great event. I love confident women. Let me say that again. I love with a big heart, confident women. And I'm going to give honor to the most confident woman, the first woman that helped me achieve confidence because she wasn't confident when she conceived me. You know, I would learn later that my mom during the pregnancy um, was not only a chain smoker, but she was also an alcoholic drinking lots of hard liquor. But something changed in our family, something changed in our life. And there's this scripture I want to share about confidence from you're on the same summit, Jen Duplessis. Hey, Jen, how you doing? Thanks for watching. Awesome summit, ladies. But I want to read the scripture for Philippians Chapter one, verse six says, being confident of this very thing, that he who began a good work in you will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. You know, it said when in the early days of America, when men were building brothels and saloons, the women were building schools and churches and something happened to my mom. She got a knock on the door from a Baptist church and she was so depressed. She was thinking about leaving my dad. 
but I can just remember as a kid when I was five years old, I was in my PJs. There was a lot of noise in the house. It was a Saturday night and they were, there was a cloud of smoke in the kitchen and I just wanted somebody to tuck me in to bed. And so my dad gives me a drink of beer and I'm like, I'm never going to drink beer in my whole life. This is nasty. We went from that noise and that confusion and that stress to total peace in my house like that. It changed overnight because my mom decided that her confidence, it wasn't in everything she knew and all the confusion she grew up with. She found this scripture. She found Jesus Christ in her life. And I can remember how that changed me because before that happened, I kept having this repetitive dream that my brother and I were in the back seat and my mom was in the front. My parents were in the front seat and then they disappeared. And my brother and I had to jump into the front seat and manage a car at ages five and seven. Yes, I see you chin duplexes. How you doing? But I want you to know that fear left me, that fear of abandonment. That confidence came because my mother said, I don't want to raise my kids and see my grandkids go through what I've gone through. And so I would bring a school paper home from school. And I wasn't the kind of kid that liked to do homework. My brother would become valedictorian of a senior class, but I was the kid that wanted to play, ride my motorcycle every day after school. And she would say, take your math that you missed, put it out here on the kitchen table. I want to see you correct that math problem. Mom, the test is over. She says, I don't care. I want you to correct it. You get it right. She would make me go back and do all my lessons and get everything right. When I started my first business at age 14, I ran an ad in the newspaper. I got 14 customers calling me on the phone, hiring me to mow their lawn. Guess what? Mom says, you call Mrs. Jones and Mrs. Smith on Saturday when it's raining and tell them you're not coming. I'm like, Mom, I don't like the phone. I stuttered as a kid growing up. I didn't like to especially talk on the phone. She taught me to have integrity. She taught me to be a man of my word. She taught me confidence. She taught as a kid that stuttered, I lacked confidence. And my mom was really tough. And I can remember one day. She comes to school as the substitute teacher, and I'm thinking, this is going to be a great day. I'm going to be the teacher's pet, the class clown. I'm going to get away with everything. I'm nine years old in fourth grade, Miss Owenby's class. Guess what? It was the worst day of my life. She made an example out of me. We had a tornado drill. I was going to show the class how we did it, and she just put me in my place because I needed that. And I'm grateful today as my mom gets close to 80 years old, she's still a very confident woman, still very active. And I can see that she's going to be traveling the world with me in the near future because my dad's getting older. He just wants to go fish. But confidence is something that you find not from without, but from within. I would encourage you to look at the confident and amazing women of the Bible that changed history. God uses women in undercover ways and in powerful ways to change generations and to change nations. Look at Esther. Look at Ruth. Look at Naomi. Look at Deborah. Look at Mary, the mother of Jesus, when she said, Lord, be it to me exactly like you've said. I'm going to tell you, women, that you hold the key. 
you hold the key to the future generation. And if you have kids that are running from their purpose and running from their destiny, I'm going to encourage you to call forth the greatness out of them. And don't don't dog them about the things they're doing wrong, but give them a picture of who they really are. Change your language around that son or that daughter that's negative and that's all you know. Begin to speak life into them and begin to see them the way God sees them and begin to speak where they're going. Begin to give those futuristic words into their life and plant seeds, plant little verbal nuggets into them, and you're going to see change happen. I'm grateful my mom grabbed a hold of who she really was so she could change my life. In doing so, she not only changed my life, she's changed the course of millions of people around the globe. If you grew up in depression, if you grew up uh, with lacking confidence, let me tell you something. It's time to step forth. There's nothing, nothing stopping you. We just had an amazing women's conference in Pakistan with 500 women and two of our women, one of our board members and authors and one of our young women who is 30 spoke to 500 women and thousands of women overall in the course of 12 days. And it was a powerful, amazing thing as women would come forward and and decide to be doctors and lawyers and pastors and church planters and work with rescuing kids. It's just amazing what you can do to make a difference. Do not despise small things. Get started with the small. Let God give you a big idea out of the small thing that you're faithful with. I want to thank Gigi. I want to thank Melanie. I want to thank Leticia. I want to thank everybody on this, this panel today. And Donna, great job. Ilona, great job. Bella, super job. Stay tuned. It's about to get really great. Back to you, ladies. Keep it up. Thank you, Michael. Thank you. Thank you, Michael. Great to see you tonight. Our next panelist, Pamela Aubrey. Pamela is an EFT practitioner intuitive energy consultant, Reiki master, and heart math facilitator. I love this. Uh, her quote, her confidence quote is, don't be satisfied with stories, how things have gone with others. Unfold your own myth. And that's from Rumi. Thank you, Pamela, for sharing that and welcome. Thank you so much. Wow. What a blessing and a joy to be part of this conference and an honor to be here with so many amazing and powerful women and men. Um, I have been personally already blown away by what's been shared here today. So thank you, Gigi, for making this possible and all of you ladies for who have invested your time in making this happen. So I want to talk a little bit about this idea of myth, and it's one that has been so powerful in my own life. And really without it, I probably wouldn't be here speaking on this panel today. What I really want to share is that the stories that we tell ourselves and others, no matter what has happened to us, can lead us to all that is intended for us. And if we allow them to, they can empower us to do things that we never imagined possible. And that's really my story. For many years, I had a personal mythology that would allow abusive people into my life. And I didn't honor myself in the way I should because I was raised in a way that taught me those kinds of behaviors were acceptable. 
And it wasn't until many years later that I woke up to the destruction that story was causing in my life. And I began to really understand the power of our personal myths. It was then that I started learning to rewrite my mythology and create the life that I wanted. And it was in this transformation that I was able to look at my life from a totally different perspective and see that the lie of unworthiness was keeping me from everything I truly wanted. And more importantly, I was teaching my son the same lesson. That wasn't something I could live with. And at that point, I became almost obsessed with changing my life. Since that time, I've grown to deeply appreciate the magic that happens when we start to really take a look at our personal myths and use them as a building block for creating the legacies we want. And so really, myths are those stories that express our deepest truths and shape our most basic understanding of the world. They help us to align with ourselves, others, the mystery of life, and the universe around us. So what I really mean by that is that they help us answer questions like, why are we here and where are we going? What role or roles do we play in the grand scheme of things? What's meaningful and why? And what is good and what is God? Another amazing function of myth is the way it shows us that we are not alone with our feelings, fears, conflicts, and aspirations. And I think this is more important than ever right now in the spiritual climate that we're in. We have to be purposeful about tending to our spiritual gardens more than ever so we can maintain their integrity and not lose sight of what we are really capable of. Myths also make possible a sense of community because based on our beliefs, we choose to identify with certain groups of people. So essentially myths bring deeper meaning into our lives. They challenge us to examine our stories, what has shaped them, and how we can revision our futures. And again, this is critical because we are constantly bombarded with messages from the media about who we should be, or we're being told what we should or shouldn't do, how we should think, who we should listen to. And what happens is that all the things that differentiate us as individuals and really create growth and expansion are lost. This is inherently dehumanizing, and we must remember that we all bring our own powerful gifts to the world. We are divine beings that can impact the world in a way no one else can. And so while we hold ourselves inside some of the myths of our culture, the universe, and even beyond, these are pieces of our myth, but they should not determine it. They must be balanced with our individual mythology, which is one we are responsible for creating. When I finally opened myself up to the possibility of a different story and began to discard all the stories I was told about who I was, who I was supposed to be, and how I was supposed to live my life, the trajectory of my life began to change. At that point, I was able to break free of toxic relationships, find more empowering ways to approach my life, and begin to see how I could impact the lives of others by helping them overcome these same struggles. And ultimately, that's what's at the heart of this kind of work. It's really a journey into the wonder of who we are and into the magic of what we bring to the world as an individual. What is so amazing about this is when we really know who we are and we tap into our own power, we are able to influence others to do the same. And we find harmony and beauty actually expands in all of our experiences. So allowing ourselves to take the journey of discovery and creation in the realm of myth opens our minds and hearts 
to the possibilities that are available to all of us. We have barely tapped the potential that we possess as a collective. And when we are all allowed to be and celebrate who we really are, we will begin to realize that. And so while there are some people that are upheld as celebrities or icons to be mimicked, this really just devalues our identities and the unique role we're meant to play in the universe. It's when we realize that we are of such great value that to be anything other than ourselves is actually a lesser version of us, we can then we can really gain hold of a deeper purpose and vision for our lives. And one way we can begin to do this is just to embrace our divinity. And we can do this by simply asking ourselves, is it possible that there's a bigger story for my life than the one I am currently telling myself? What is the story that God may have given me before I was ever aware of it? And when we can begin to sit with the truth of our greatness, we can begin to see who we really are. So I encourage everyone today to remember that we can choose something better and different today as individuals and as a collective. Doing this work is one easy way for us to begin to finally realize our own power, even when we're facing challenges and hold each other together in a space of empowerment. We are all filled with the essence of God and that love fills each of us and can heal us in our world and create a story where all beings are respected and honored, where our children can thrive and we can all flourish into the greatest, most confident versions of ourselves. So with that, I send you all much love and thank you for shining your brilliant light in the world. Thank you, Pamela. Thank you. Thank you, Pamela. Gosh, the thing that you said in the very beginning is the stories that we tell ourselves. It is so true. We need to change that narrative and things in our life can change. Thank you for bringing that up and uh, so powerful. Our next panelist, uh, Nita Patel, she's a speaker, author, and artist. And her quote, her confidence quote today is, what you do speaks so loud that I cannot hear what you say. And that's from Ralph Waldo Emerson. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. And thank you for that introduction. What an honor to be here with so many incredible women. Gigi, you are amazing for putting this together. It's a beautiful way to uplift each other. You know, my mission is to help people feel confident in their own skin. And the way that I've approached that in my life is from the outside in. And that's what I want to share with you today. You know, it's a lot easier for us to change something on the outside than it is to change something on the inside. And so why not start there? When you lack confidence, no matter how bad you want opportunities to come to you, you're just not open to receiving them. It's almost as if you're repelling that very thing that you want. So when we're truly open to being confident, we open ourselves up to these opportunities. You know, oftentimes we're, we think that we're confident because we've set our mind to achieving a goal or we want our dreams to come true. And so we think that we're confident to receive them and oftentimes it's right in front of our face and we don't know what to do with it. So until you truly find that confidence, whether it's from the inside out or outside in, you know, you really can't receive those possibilities and opportunities. So today I'm going to share with you three things that will help you shut down that inner critic that prevents your confidence from rising. You know, and it's the same strategy that I've used 
to have my artwork shown at the Louvre and many other amazing museums and galleries around the world. It's how I'm here with all of you today and it's how I'm able to share the message that I am I, I'm able to share with you uh, so that we can all receive those opportunities and possibilities in life. So the first, first one is, it's not what you wear, it's how you wear it. You know, many years ago, I had a lady ask me if I was married to a doctor or lawyer. And in my mind, I just thought, you know, what, what kind of a question is that? And she said, I know what it takes to dress like that. And um, I was wearing a green lace dress that day. It was from Forever 21 for all of you ladies who are familiar with that store. And, um, you know, I had a blazer and heels on. And so it's, you don't have to wear that thousand dollar suit or dress to impress anyone. But it's more about your body language. You know, when you shift your body language, how you stand tall, keeping your chin up, uncrossing your arms and, and opening up your shoulders, all of these power poses in this body language allows you to be confident and receive in various ways. Uh, a two minute power pose can change your entire body chemistry, leaving you feeling confident and approachable. And I'll share two um, confidence poses. One is, you can't see my arms, but it's the Wonder Woman pose with your arms on your waist. And the other one is, you also can't see my arms here, but it's the victory pose, you know, pumping your fists in the air. When you do that for two minutes, scientifically, the physiology in your body changes and it elevates your testosterone. It reduces your cortisol, leaving you feeling confident. So Again, like I said, if you can't change your confidence from the inside out, why not change it from the outside in? Number two is wearing the right attitude, confidence with humility. It will give you respect because you can own any room that you walk into and still be human enough to connect. And number three is smile from your heart. No matter what boardroom you walk into, no matter what client meeting you're walking into, or if it's a conversation with your children, oftentimes those are the most challenging, especially if you have teenagers, if you want to be in a position of influence, it's going to be that authenticity that allows them to hear you. And we know that every decision is an emotional response. No matter how logical we think that our decisions are, they're very emotional. So it's all in your heart. If you smile from your heart, in fact, if you take a moment right now and take a deep breath in and imagine your heart smiling, it releases all the tension from your neck all the way to your chest. So smile from your heart. With these three tips, you will be able to start shutting down that inner critic and allow your confidence to rise so that you can receive all of those incredible possibilities and opportunities that you have been dreaming about. Thank you very much. Thank you, Nita. Thank you, Nita. Wow, power pose. 
I'm doing that every day, every second. <laughs> Everybody can do that, right? It doesn't matter how old you are, what events you're going to, how you're showing up, what friends, um, you can do this all the time. Thank you so much for that great reminder. Um, thank you, thank you, thank you. I hope you guys are learning a lot and you have your journals out because this is just beginning. We have some amazing panelists coming up and our next speaker is Jen Duplessis. Thank you for uh, joining us today. You're an author, speaker, coach, podcast host, and lifestyle business mentor. And your quote is, leave your legacy while you're building it. I love that. Welcome today. Thank you so much. It is just a delight and an honor to be here with all of you today. And, you know, for those that are watching, I hope that you're taking copious notes and that you go back to them and take action on those notes and not just consume. And uh, so I, I wanted to just share with you today. Let me ask you this question. In a world of naysayers and a world of disbelievers and bullies, have you ever been told you can't? That you can't because you're too tall, you're too short, you're too fat, you're too skinny, you're too smart, you're too dumb, you're too woman, you're too man. Always being told that we can't. And my story starts with that. Jenny, who ain't got a penny. I was told all of my life that I was going to be worthless, that I wasn't going to have a penny to rub together, let alone nickels, <laughs> pennies. But it becomes an inside job for me. And it was so interesting to listen to our previous speaker because she said it's an outside job versus an inside job. And that's what's so great about this conference is that we all derive our confidence from different places and from different styles and different ways. And many of us, when we're told our, that we can't, have drive. Those others when we're told we can't, we curl up into a ball. But I want you to find the confidence to change that. So I'm starting a new TV show. I'm producing and hosting my own TV show called Tell Me I Can't. And we're going to show you how you can. And this comes from my own personal experiences. One of the things that I focus on most in my coaching and speaking and a book that's coming out with Gigi in a couple of weeks <laughs> called Impact um, that, you know, woo, uh, that I focus on is lifestyle business mastery. And what I mean by that is that you can't tell me that I can't, I can have it all. There's no such thing as balance for me because balance is too hard to attend to. It's easier to move from one task to another rather than to multitask. And as women, that's what we try to do. So lifestyle business mastery consists of five principles to elevate and learn how to master your life while you're mastering your priorities. And that's what we need to do as women. And that consists of the five steps, clarity, credibility, community, communication, and continuity. And my favorite of all is clarity. That's why I say live your legacy while you're building it. When we are clear about our purpose, we don't waste time. When we are clear about our purpose, it allows us to play with passion. And that's what life is all about. And I learned that many years ago. It allowed me, these five steps allowed me to achieve success in my industry that was unknown by women. 
to fund over a billion dollars in mortgage loans in a career and be one of the first women to do that. It allowed me to also enjoy my family at the same time and to be able to have the flexibility to now have five thriving businesses and still have that commanding life that I've always wanted. Today, I am a ballroom Latin and swing dancer and I am a expert markswoman. I get to have it all. And so can you. So when someone tells you you can't, find it within you. I believe it's an inside job. It's an inside job to find it within you to, to have the confidence to say, don't tell me I can't. Watch what I'm going to do. So I want to thank you so much for allowing me to spend just a few minutes with you to share how you can have it all. My name is Jen Duplessis with Kinetic Spark Consulting, and I hope that you are having a wonderful time here. And again, I want to say thank you, Gigi, Melanie, everybody for having me here today. Thank you, Jen. Thank you, Jen. And congratulations on your new book. That's so exciting, you two. <laughs> That is awesome. I wish I had it to show everyone. Yeah. <laughs> we can't wait. That is so wonderful. Yeah. Thank Congratulations. All right. Uh, Gigi, so we have uh, Bert Olivia next. We have Alexa Oliva. Okay. Alexa Olivia, uh, Oliva, I'm sorry, president of um, Bawa Studios and Conference Reel Demo Sizzle legacy and digital reels. Welcome to the program, Alexa. And your quote is, if you are not loving your life, you are not living. Live in love. Hello, everyone. <laughs> uh, yeah, I love that quote because I love living in love. But you know what? I want to share something with you. I'm fat, I'm Latin, and I'm broke. Do you love me now? Yeah, you know what? Those aren't things that we like to love. But I found out how to love myself because I'm the real Alexa. But I don't turn on your lights. I turn on your heart. And I use a meter, you know? And a lot of times we're like, oh, how do I meter myself? And who's gauging this? And I ask a lot of questions. And so I have questions that always come into my heart. And I don't know how to turn this off right now. Said Alexa. <laughs> I said Alexa and it, and it rang the phone. Yeah, so bizarre. And it won't let me turn it off. All right. So that's the meter. You know, the meter's calling you all the time and you have to answer that meter, right? <laughs> well, my meter is God. And I know some people have a higher power and they call it something else. But for me, my meter is God. And when I speak to him, speaking to him all the time, it gives me confidence to live my life. And you know what? I was a bedsheet wearer. And what does that mean? I used to literally wear bedsheets. I was almost, a size 22 was really tight on me. And even when I was wearing those bedsheets, I still found the confidence that nobody noticed that I was wearing a bedsheet. Nobody actually noticed because I was still loving myself. And that's the thing. And I know that I talk to my partner, Valerie, all the time about it. And it's like, how do you love yourself when you can't even look at yourself in the mirror? 
So I think that you should look at yourself in the mirror and you should look into your own eyes and you should talk to yourself all the time. And a lot of people have a problem with that. And I feel that when you are looking into your own eyes and you're feeling that own love and you know that you can't love anyone else until you love that person that you're looking at into the mirror. So I learned early on to really love myself. And my mom always said, you know what? Learn to love yourself because not everyone's gonna love you. You're not made for everyone, but those that accept you and love you, you give them love back always. And so I've learned to love myself and love all the experiences, the trials, the tribulations, and see what I can learn from that and how I can share that. Because when you share yourself, you're giving value to someone else's life, whether it's your family, it's your children, it's your friends, it's all the women that are here taking time out of their lives to listen to these things and to better our lives. That's when our lives fill with love. And I believe that we're just living our life so much better when we have love and when we're surrounded by love. And that's one thing that I love about Gigi and Beata. When you meet them, they just like, they like pour love all over you. They're just so amazing. And I love that. And, you know, there's one important thing that I learned is that sometimes there's a knock at the door, right? And you're like, oh my God, should I answer the door? But I'm not dressed, but I'm not, you know, I don't have my hair. I don't have my makeup. I don't have, you know, oh my gosh, I can't answer the door. But you know what? If you walk around life, like if you're putting on that new dress, you know that feeling that you get when you put on a new dress and it kind of gives you that confidence and you're like, yeah, I'm rocking it. I'm feeling, I'm feeling really good in this dress. Put that dress on every single time that you look at yourself in the mirror. Put that dress on every time that you open the door. Put that dress on and get ready. When you're prepared to put that dress on at any moment, life smiles at you and you get to smile back at life. And you know what someone earlier said that when, when you put on that smile, everything changes. And she was absolutely right. And Jen, the Jen, the penniless, I don't know. I couldn't write down what she said, Jen. Um, penniless Jen, she said, play with passion. I was like, oh God, yes, I love this. You have to play with passion all the time. That is awesome. And when you play with passion, you know what you get to do? You get to hear that knock at the door and you get to open the door. And guess what? If you open, if you knock on my door, I'm going to open it and I'm going to say, hello, I'm Alexa, come right in. So you know what? That's what I'm going to leave you guys with. And my quote again, if you're not loving, you're not living. So remember everyone, live in love. Thank you guys. Thank you, Alexa. And at this time, Beata and I would love to make another announcement here. We have our next male guests. And again, to talk about confidence from a male's perspective. Beata, should we tell them right now who it is? Well, now I don't know if I should say anything since I already kind of released stuff that shouldn't be released. But yes, we should because it's very exciting. And I don't know, we're going to fight who's going to say that name. Yes, because he's a special person to me. Yes, drum roll. Let's bring him up. What? Bert Oliva, oh my goodness, my coach and best speaker in the world. Can you believe it? He is here with us. Gigi, what are we going to do? Well, we're going to bring him up. He's here yes. right now. There he is. Okay. Can you guys hear me? Yes. 
I'm having a little bit of technical difficulties, um, but that's okay, because at least we're here. First of all, I want to thank you all for this opportunity, being able to be a part of this amazing event. Uh, Gigi, Beata, you guys are phenomenal women, what you've done, and, and Melanie. Melanie's like one of the best MCs I've seen all over social media. She just rocks it. And then Lakeisha, 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 nice to meet you. So I'm going to be quick. Normally, I, I speak for you know five, seven, eight days in an event, but I only have like right about now four minutes, but I'm going to make this happen. <laughs> First thing I want to share with you is I want to share a story. Um, my mother was my driving force. She was my number one motivational speaker in the world. When I was born in Cuba and uh, she was fleeing the Cuban regime because my father was communist. So she told me, I, and her, when, later on in life, she told me, son, you know, um, I really wanted you to succeed. And I knew that if I took you to the United States, anything was possible. So we went to the United States and I grew up without a father, no grandparents, no brothers, no sister, just my mother. And that was an amazing experience. Everything that she did was to teach me through her actions, things that she did. And one of the things I tell women all the time is that we kind of put our life second. She, my mom did the same thing. It was always the husband, the, the, the child. But what about you? You're the most important person in the world. If you don't love yourself, how can you share love? If you not, are not empowered, how can you empower other people? At the end of the day, start working on yourself. And that's one of the things that I kind of regret that my mom was all about me. Well, in a way, I kind of like it because, you know, it made me feel special. But at the end of the day, it was really she needed to take more time for herself. And that's one of the things I like to share with everyone. But I remember where, with her, we used to go to these beautiful houses, these big mansions. And I'll be like, Mom, Mom, one day I'm going to have a mansion just like this because she would clean their floors. And she'll say, mijo, son, lo que tú quieras, whatever you want. I said, Mom, Mom, I want to be a doctor. She said, mijo, son, lo que tú quieras. And then back in the day, the people that had a lot of jewelry, I'm, I'm a little old, so I'm going to age myself, but uh, it was either Elvis Presley or Liberace. And you know, Elvis Presley was pretty cool, right? So I remember her telling mom, 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 I want to be like Elvis Presley. She said, mijo, lo que tu quiera. Anything I wanted to do was possible. And that's what I want to share with you here right now. Everything you want to do is possible, but go after the results. Don't go after your ego. When you go after your ego, you're edging God out. You're edging greatness out. Build on your results. Identify your purpose. That's one of the tools I want to leave you guys with. Identify your purpose. What is it that you really want to do? Do not allow social media to identify your purpose. I want you to find it because you're great. You have greatness inside of you. The only person that's holding you back is yourself. But we compare ourselves to the influencers. We compare ourselves to maybe influencer in our sector or in our space. And, and let me tell you something. You may never look like them. Look, there's not many speakers out there with the sexy beard. <laughs> so you got to stand out. You got to be different. You got to be great. Also, get out of your comfort zone. Stop trying to be perfect. People don't like perfect people. People like real people. Be as real as you can. Like, for example, I could have shown up in a three-piece suit, but I'm in the middle of a process traveling. My son now went to um, New York. I just came from Colorado. So I'm comfortable. No, this is what I do. I make it happen. So don't try to impress people because you think they're going to like you more. Be the best you you can be. And remember what mom said. Everything was possible. And then you know when the best time to take action is? Some of you said it already. The best time to take action is now. Don't wait for tomorrow. Don't wait for the right time. Don't wait till you have all your packages ready. Don't wait till you get on stage five times or 10,000 times. Don't do it now. 
go out there and take the risk, take the leap of faith. Anything that you want out of life is within your reach. Do not allow other people's opinion of you become your reality. Les Brown, one of my mentors and great friends, always says to me, Bert, in life, you will fall down. And when you fall down, make sure you land on your back. Because if you can get up, I mean, if you can look up, you can get up. So make sure that you go out there today and just make sure that today is the first day of the rest of your life. Don't wait for tomorrow. Take action today. Make things happen. That's what we're all about. And, and I, really, I really wish I had more time to be with you guys. And, and I'm kind of going a little short. But realistically, you are, you are greatness. What you're looking for is already inside of you. Just tap into it. Go out and do it. Live your dream. God wanted you to have, have great things in your life, whether it's wealth, success, whatever it is, you have it. The only reason you don't have it right now is because you're, you're waiting for that perfect moment. And the best time is now. So my name is Bert Oliva. I'm going to leave you with the quote, the quote I live by. Live life and don't let life live you. Cuban born, American made. And I'm proud to be an American where at least I know I'm free. Thank you, Bert. Thank you. You're awesome. <laughs> Let's go make it happen. <laughs> Yeah. If I had more time, I would have your audience dancing. And, you know, one of the things we need to tell your audience right now, you have to celebrate these ladies on three. Celebrate these ladies. You know, a little bit of music here. It doesn't help. You know? No, no, but seriously, seriously. Look, let me tell you, um, I'm a Cuban immigrant, came to this country. Um, I'm living the American dream. I travel the world. I, I go around the world helping children with our nonprofit organization, that beautiful lady that you had speaking before me. And when I started my career, and I'll leave you with this, I started my career, it was either Anglo whites or black Americans. You had your Tony Robbins, your Zig Ziglar, your Jim Rohn, you had TD Jakes, you had Les Brown. There was no space for a Latino speaker. Over 27 years later, I've made it happen. And if I can do that, so can you. Congratulations Thank you. to you. You're awesome. What an inspiration. Thank, Thank you, you so for much. joining us today. All right. Now we are going to celebrate one of our confident women that has been behind the scenes for all of these panels, all of these global conferences. Lakeisha James, I had such an honor to introduce you. You're a corporate event planner, set designer, mentor, author, and Atlanta chapter leader for World Women Conference and Awards. And here's your quote. No one can make you feel inferior without your consent. And that's from Eleanor Roosevelt. And you say, every woman puts a skirt on the same way. A woman may have more, a woman may have more status. But as for me, I exude confidence as a leader and as a woman. Welcome. I can't wait to hear from you. <laughs> Thank you so much, Melanie, for introducing us. Oh, my God. Listen, I have been so blessed by so many confident, amazing women today. Thank you all for sharing your story. As you guys know, I am Lakeisha James. Um, I learned from the beginning of my journey, I was born victorious. No matter what I experienced or what I encountered, it was not going to slow me down from my destiny. Fast forward to a few years ago, I'm more than a conqueror. My journey, despite the setbacks, the late nights, the tears, the heartaches, was well worth it. 
back in 2018, I was in a dark place. I was in a place that was unfamiliar. I lost the woman that I knew I was. I lost weight. I felt alone and I felt empty. I even had unhealthy thoughts in my mind. I had to raise from the darkness and it's a dying in the valley. I chose to live life. The reason why I say that is everyone, every woman has a story. Every woman has a struggle, but what you do with both will determine the impact you'll make. We all have a promise of victory. What is a victorious woman? She is the woman who stretches out of her comfort zone into the greater, richer, full expression of who she really is. We bounce back from battles. That's what makes us victorious. I want to encourage you on this day. We are feeling weary and certain things your life has drained you. Remember, you were created to be victorious. There's nothing you cannot do. When you are feeling vulnerable, love yourself and love on yourself. Let me further remind you that you are a precious gift from God. Romans 8.37 assures us that God has given us the power to conquer and to be victorious. I want to challenge you to think, feel, and walk in your victory moments. Remember, you were created to be victorious. As women, we're strong, we're nurturous, and we deserve to be celebrated. You were, again, created to overcome whatever life throws at you. On this day and every day, you are victorious. I want to share a poem with you. It's called Victorious Attitude by James Kistner. You cannot win the race unless you follow through. You cannot blame the others for it all depends on you. You cannot win the battle if you do not raise your sword. You cannot claim a victory if there is no reward. You cannot shape the future if you wait until it's here. The future has no purpose if you live today in fear. Your future lies within your hand to do what you want you may for tomorrow brings results of what you've done today. The choices that, make, that you make today reflect the life you seek. But first of all, the seeds are sown before the gardener reaps. The future is like a lump of clay. You hold it within your hand. As the time goes by, the clay gets hard, so mold it while you can. Failure is an attitude that hunts the mind of man, but results will be successful for the one who knows she can. We can be successful if you say we are successful. I'm gonna leave you with one last thing. You are free from defeat. You're free from judgment. You're free from discouragement and you're free from fear. One, one more time. You are free from defeat. You're free from judgment. You're free from discouragement and you're free from fear. Thank you again for allowing me to share this stage with such amazing and confident women. I celebrate and I salute you all. Thank you. Thank you, Lakeisha. Amen, Lakeisha. We are free. <laughs> what a great message. Thank you for sharing tonight. And thank you for all that you do. Our next speaker and panelist, Joe Davis. She is officially the number one best-selling author now, speaker, gifted, intuitive, adventure addict, Reiki master teacher, death doula, and the founder of Lift a Sister Up. You say intuition is your superpower. Welcome. Thank you. It is such an honor to be with all of you this evening. Um, I'm going to remember the next time I do one of these to go on earlier because I can't imagine what I could possibly bring to the table that you beautiful ladies have not already brought. I'm blown away. I am energized. I'm inspired. I'm uh, the pressure's on, <laughs> but I'm just, I'm just honored to be in all y'all's presence and, and just feeding off of all of this energy. I am a 
firm believer that intuition is our superpower and that we are always being guided and we get the, these nudges and these whispers. And I'm going to take it a step farther. I'm going to bring it to the front of this conversation that intuition is our red phone to God. It is our red phone to our higher power. And it's always with us. It's not this thing outside of us, external of us that we have to seek and demand and search for. And I don't think it has to be hard work. I think that it's the thing that, that runs through our veins and it's in our breath and it's in our heart and it's as natural as, as waking up in the morning and falling asleep at night. It should be effortless. And when we get out of our way and we open up our heart space and we embrace this experience and this gift called life and we're not attached to what people think about us and how we see ourselves, we just do the thing because it's the right thing in every moment and choice to choice, it changes our lives. This whole conference is about confidence. And I think for the women out there, if I were listening, I would want to know, like, how do I get there? How do I get to that space where all these remarkable women that are on this panel speaking are talking about confidence and, and, and changing their lives and taking that next step to this next level living, this next level living of, of epicness and awesome sauce and feeling connected to the world around us and recognizing our purpose, our sacred contract, the reason we are here on this planet in this moment right now. And I would say the secret to that for me, y'all can take this and run with it, apply it to however you need to in your beliefs and your heart and your life and your everyday moment to moment decisions is listening to that little voice in your belly, that feeling in your body, that guttural sense of, I feel like I'm supposed to make this decision and it sounds crazy and, and, and I'm nervous and I'm scared and courage comes from listening to those little nudges and whispers and every day, moment to moment, when decisions show up, if we just feel that feeling in our belly and we're listening to that voice of our higher power, God, whatever you want to call it, whatever it is for you, it's beautiful and it's okay. You can call it by any name. But as we listen to those little nudges and whispers, we start making these decisions and the most miraculous thing happens. And I know Beata can attest to this. And I know Gigi can attest to this is we start trusting, oh, something else is happening here. I'm listening to these, these callings in my heart space and, and I'm trusting and I'm having faith that I know that I'm divine and I'm here on this planet for bigger things than just this moment. Something's coming right around the corner when we're hopeless and we're struggling it's right around the corner and we listen to that little nudge and that whisper and we start making this decision and then this decision and then this decision and things start going great things start feeling effortless and the right people are showing up and the money and the finances and the relationships i mean look at this panel of women how did we all connect because Gigi, beata lakeisha melanie all of us started listening and taking action in faith and making decisions one at a time, that simple. And when you start doing that and, and your heart gets bigger and bigger and bigger and the noise in your brain gets a little bit quieter, that's that red phone to God, not this big thing out here. It's like through us and it's a part of us and it wants to divinely guide us. And that's where our, our heart expands and we just feel right. We make decisions that might look crazy to all of our low vibe people in our life that we're outgrowing. We make these decisions and we get more and more confident and strong. And we suddenly shift to this space where we know who we are. That's God stuff. That's awesome sauce. That's divine guidance and timing and 
man. And then you start attracting these amazing women, like the women on this panel. Are you kidding me? Like I won the lottery to be in the presence of these goddess, amazing humans that are on this planet to make a difference and that want to lock arms with all these other women and men on the planet. And let's go together. Let's succeed together. Let's roll around in the money and the good health and the phenomenal relationships. And then this other magic thing happens. Guess what? These people that aren't in the season of our life, they're not meant for us slowly fade away. And that's okay because you keep shining and you become an inspiration, this bright light. And they're like watching you and you're inspiring them. It's not that you're, you're, you're leaving them by the wayside. It's that you're this bright light now that, that is, you know, giving them the confidence or encouragement or entertaining the possibility that they can achieve greatness as well. And it's not these big acts. It's the little things. It's the little acts of kindness and trusting that our heart is guiding us in the right direction, this connection to our soul, which again, is that red phone to our higher power, that red phone to God. Think about that. The next time you have this urge or this nudge in your belly or something feels a little wrong or it feels right, but maybe it looks crazy. Remember, that's the angels. That's God. That's, that's your guides. All these things around you wanting what's best for you, wanting an epic, amazing, phenomenal life for you. That's all I got. I, I don't even know how to like, I, that's my wrap up. I'm just honored to be here. My name is Joe Davis. You can find me like everywhere. Um, we actually, now that we're best-selling authors, we're a little bit easier to find. Um, but I want to just inspire you guys to trust your gut, trust where you feel in your body, those nudges and those whispers. And know you got a whole tribe of remarkable women on this panel to connect with and find on social media, figure out which one of us is your flavor and tap into the work that we're doing and be inspired and let us inspire you into your greatness. That's all I got. Thank you guys. Thank you, Joe. And at this time, our next speaker is our master of ceremonies, Melanie Ake. And she's also a sponsor for not just this event, but all of our events. And she is also the founder of Everyday Leaders. And it is just such an honor to have Melanie here today. Thank you. Oh, thank you, Gigi. Uh, this has been such a special journey. Uh, I, as I said, when I introduced you in the very beginning, it's amazing to think one year ago, you launched your podcast on social media and now all the things that you have accomplished. So, um, you know, my journey has taught me to celebrate people. Uh, my quote is, you miss 100% of the shots that you don't take. And building that confidence for me started when I was really young. Uh, I lost my father from lung cancer when I was five years old. He was 30. And so that left us and our family with just my mother and I to really try to find out what was going to happen next. And, you know, as several people have respected and, and tributed their mothers today, uh, I as well feel like that's important. Because when you look back at your story, you know, who were your influencers that gave you that confidence? And for me, you know, she had lost her mother before I was born. So she didn't have a mentor to, to kind of figure out what happens now when you lose your spouse at 30 and what happens to your child? Well, how do you raise a child on your own? And how do you go back into the world and connect to people that, um, you know, don't live the same life. They don't look like you. They're married. They have children. They have double incomes. And back in the, you know, the 70s, it was difficult. And so she kept a lot of things to herself. 
But one thing that she did to give me the confidence in my life and to begin really this level of understanding who I was, one Friday night, she saw a a flyer from school. Now at that time, some of you that are uh, in your 50s, you remember these newsletters that came home with us on Fridays. And so this one said, sign up for hockey. And my mom said, do you want to do that? And I said, well, sure. So the signups were the very next day at a local park. And so when we got over there, she thought it was like field hockey. <laughs> and it wasn't. It was ice hockey. And you know what? There were no other girls that were signing up. But in the early 70s, I signed up for this sport that I learned how to ice skate. I learned how to be a team player. And I was accepted on the team and the league for 12 years as the only girl playing ice hockey. Now, it was really funny because I went into the locker rooms. I'm sure the mothers, right, were looking at me like, you can't go into that locker room and you can't be a part of this team because it was their beliefs that they put on to other people. But I fit in. I accepted others where they were. I grew in my confidence. And my quote is, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take because that's true. I could have turned around that night in fear. I could have said, no, I don't look like anybody else. I don't want to take this risk. I don't want to be challenged with this. Instead, I said, give me my skates. Let's get a stick and let's learn how to skate. And I want to learn the strategy of the game. And so what I learned through this is ice hockey taught me strategy. It taught me confidence. And it also taught me to look to where the puck is going. Meaning in your life, when you think you're bogged down with problems and situations, don't let that get you down. You have to look at tomorrow. You have to have faith in your journey. And, you know, my grandparents were song evangelists. And after my father died, I used to travel with them all over the country. And so I learned about faith in God. And they always said, you know, whatever you're dealing with today, if you have faith, tomorrow will be better. And so learning that to put that with my confidence in looking to where the puck is going and not where it is, meaning look for your faith, look towards tomorrow and know what your journey is all about. You know, it made me confident to make decisions as I was getting into my, my years of going into college. And I decided to go work at Disney World because I wanted to take that experience of what Disney represented in the world and how I could use that in my own business or my own life. And so I took it upon myself. I had that confidence, go down and apply. Don't let that stop you. What I learned from that was, gosh, you have to create your own experiences in the world, right? So many other people around you, they put pressures on you. You may compare yourself. You may not look different. You may not be doing all of the things that your friends are doing, but it doesn't matter because like everyone on this panel has said, it is your journey. And when you realize, when you go back and you appreciate, you forgive those that may not have done the things that you would have done at those times in their life, um, your parents, your siblings, but it's your journey. And if you step into it fully, you take that confidence with you, that just exudes. We talked about showing up in the room with that energy and that confidence and that smile and that power pose, right? We do all those things, people see that within us they want to become that energy so all i want to say in closing is that you can do anything that you want in this world go back and look at your life at the times that you did make those decisions 
that you did add value to your life in tremendous ways, give yourself the confidence and the credit and the freedom to live the life that you were designed to be. I'm so proud of all of you. Thank you for joining us tonight and go take those shots. Take the 100% of all of the shots right in front of you and look to where that puck is going. Thank you so much, Gigi, for giving me the opportunity to speak tonight. And I appreciate all of you. Congratulations. And uh, thank you very much for everything you're doing. You're welcome. And our next speaker is Missy. Our next speaker is Missy. Missy, I am grabbing your, hold on just a second. I'm so sorry. <laughs> All right, Missy Maxwell Wharton, welcome. Award-winning author, speaker, destiny coach, former actress and singer. Here's your quote. I didn't have time to entertain fear when I knew God's promises had given me permission to be brave. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me here, Melanie and Gigi. All of you all have done absolutely amazing and i love being part of such an incredible team that's inspiring others to be so confident so what i wanted to tell you about is in 2012 my husband and i would take an adventure of a lifetime and and we would literally face every single fear known to man uh, but something that we discovered during that is that fear cannot hold you back from doing what you're created to do in fact something that we realized is that it's what it is, is it's not understanding how big your mission is. Your mission is very big. And when you understand that how important your mission is to someone else, then that's when love can step in and fear has to leave. You know, what you focus on is going to be how you respond. So if you have fear, you're going to respond in that way. And that brings me to the first step in walking in authority. The first step is taking control over your mindset. And your mindset, if you can think about the fact that everything that we do is set on frequency. In fact, that's kind of a vibration that everything around us, including us, gives off. And a person has a frequency between 62 and 90. And if you stay in that frequency, you're not going to get sick in your mind, your body, or your emotions. So it's really important to stay right there. But how, how do we keep it there and not slide into a sickness? I tell you how. You stay out of the low frequencies. Now, what are low frequencies? Fear is one of the lowest frequencies. It's at 19 hertz. Apathy is like 17 hertz. Unforgiveness. Ooh, we don't even want to talk about that one. <laughs> but when you have hatred or division, those are low frequencies that can pull you into a sick state. Now, on the opposite side, you have love, joy, peace. You have all these amazing things that operate on 300, 400 to 800 hertz. So when you wake up in the morning, well, and that's another thing. 
gratefulness and thanksgiving is up there with love. And so when you wake up in the morning and you are thankful and you are grateful for the day ahead and you wake up and you thank God for your children, for your husband, for your health, for your job. When you wake up with thanksgiving, your frequency is going through the roof. However, if you you start your day getting on your phone and checking things out or getting on the news, you know, you're going to drop your frequency because I'll tell you right now, the news operates right around 18 hertz. That's going to drop you into something you don't want to be in. So rejoice, be thankful. So that's my first point. So take control. And instead of going into the, the fear area, go into the thankfulness. And if you do this for a minute a day and just start increasing it, you will be amazed at how your life improves. Now, the second thing that's important for walking in authority is knowing who you are and whose you are. Now, I say that together because who you are is connected directly to whose you are. And we are created in the Father's image. So that makes us pretty special. Now, what does the father look like? We have a lot of ideas, but one of the things in scripture says that he is light. So if we walk in the light as he is in the light, then we have fellowship with one another. So he is light. Well, here's an exciting thing to know. At the moment of conception, when the male and the female genetics come together, a photonic burst of light is seen. That's you. <laughs> you are a light. But then that that uh, starts exploding and starts dividing into 512. When it gets to 512 divisions, all of a sudden we have a heartbeat. You know what that heartbeat is? That's you. And it started with the light. Now, nothing else is fully developed. There's no brain. There's no spine. There's nothing else but your heart beating with the light that is inside of you. Then it goes out and starts forming you into a perfect human being in the image of God. Now, I looked up 512 and I thought, what is this? Why is this so important? Well, five is the number of grace. We know that. But it's also the number of tab. Tabernacle. So then 12 is perfect divine order of government. Or you can also put three times four, which comes to 12. So 512, um, the three actually means divine. And the four is coming into agreement with your organic. So that's basically the spirit and the flesh becoming one tabernacle that has grace of God over it. So now another exciting thing is, did you know that in your body, that running through your running through your body is blood. Did you know that your blood is actually congealed light? That's right. You are light. And what does light do? And that brings up my next point and my final point. Light pushes back darkness. It exposes corruption and darkness. It is the only thing that can literally change the atmosphere around it is that light within you. And it sparks with these high frequencies of love. That's when it's the strongest. Now, let me just say this. We were created in this way. This is how we're created. So what do we do with all this? Well, I'm just going to share something really quick. 
a, a guard dog is created to do what? To guard. Well, what happens if the thief who comes to steal, kill, and destroy comes to the house that he was created and purposed to stand guard in? Now, when that thief came up, we expect that dog to stand up and say, you are not going to uh, interfere with my family. You're not going to steal my steal anything in my family's home. You are not going to harm my family. And they would push back with authority that that thief that has come to steal, kill, and destroy. Well, you know what? We were created to protect all that is around us, to shine for the, forth the light and push back the darkness. So if you think it's dark in these days, guess what? God created you for such a time as this to be a light that pushes back this darkness. Do not let the enemy have his way. You push back the darkness that's trying to take over your marriage, trying to take over your kids, trying to take over your country. You push it back. And you know what? You be who you were created to be, which is a force for good. You were created for good works created before you ever got here. So thank you for having me. You all go out and be the light that you were created to be. I'm Missy Maxwell Wharton, and it's been a delight being here. Amen. Thank you, Missy. You're welcome. Amen. Be the light. You are awesome. <laughs> Thank you. So great to have you here tonight. Our next panelist is, I'm so excited to see you again, uh, Bernadette Paneer. Uh, you are amazing. First of all, I am scrolling through here. Um, you are a consultant to businesses and business owners, entrepreneurs, and CEOs that don't have marketing teams. I love your quote. Luck is not a business plan. And my gosh, if you have your journals out, write that down right now. Luck is not a business plan. So thank you for sharing with us tonight. Thank you for showing up and uh, just teaching us so much value. Thank you. Yeah. Um, Actually, that quote was something that I heard on an Anthony Bourdain show a few years ago, and it's actually something I've had tattooed on my body. I'm a firm believer in the fact that luck is not a business plan. <laughs> you really need to have a plan, a process, a, um, and you have to activate it for sure to be successful. And over these last couple of years, I've been able to go out and not only take my education over the last 20 years in sales and marketing and teach that and make millions of dollars to um, enterprise companies all over the globe. But a, a little under 20 months ago, I decided that it, my education would be better served if I started teaching the, that information and that education to micro business owners, entrepreneurs, and smaller, I hate calling them small businesses because it makes them feel insignificant. Um, but that's why I call them micro business owners. But like, we are the backbone of this world. And if I teach you how to make $100,000 in revenue more this year than you did last year, that's going to have more impact in your neighborhood, in your city, in your town, in your state, than if I put $10 million in a, fi a Fortune 500 company. And that's just because as people we've always noticed that we help the next person next to us. As companies, especially very large companies, that money doesn't always trickle down the way we wish it would. So I, I went out and I just decided that I was just no longer going to 
work for corporate America. I was going to go out on my own. And my joy is that I get to work with these clients that are making huge impacts in the world by making this additional revenue at, you know, an additional 50,000, hundred thousand million dollars a year for yourself, just by learning some tips and tricks of things that work for these huge companies that can absolutely work for you. And what really changed for me in 2020 was my husband was diagnosed with stage four metastasis melanoma of the brain. Um, he was 45. We hadn't been married four years. It was January 29th. So a lot of us remember that date because it was the first time we heard like this coronavirus word. And it was the first time I heard the other C word, which was cancer. And we battled like no other couple had ever battled to get him through brain surgery, to get him through learning how to talk and walk and read and be himself again. And we were reminded this week by his doctor that 11 months ago, this month, we were planning his funeral. The cancer was everywhere. And I was still trying to create a business and keep money in our home and show up for all of my events and show up for my friends and show up for my family. And I had gone six months without a hug at that point because I was telling everybody not to touch me. Um, and I was planning his funeral and I was overwhelmed by this moment where I just said, you know what, you don't get to die. That's not an option for you. It's not an option on the table anymore. Death is not something that you can even discuss or think about. And I will make all the plans that you want me to put in place, but you don't get to die. That is not an option. And I said it to him every day. Every day I said it to him. And then I started to try to make it funny and say like, look, no other man's going to love me the way you love me. If you leave me here, I'm going to be really lonely. Don't leave me alone with myself. That's the worst thing you can do for me. And I know for a fact that I manifested a wish from power that only existed because of our love. And what it taught me was that I was powerful enough to manifest whatever I really wanted if I was willing to put the work in. We are now 11 months later, the cancer is receding in his body and no one has lived as long as he has. And I have a thriving business because every day he told me to get my butt out of bed and go to work and do the work because I knew I had an idea and a plan. And he said, your job is to go execute it I'll be fine now. And now here I am, 16 months later, I've manifested a healthy husband, a healthy company, and a healthy soul. But manifesting, I want to always say to my, to my women in my group, it's not like lighting a white candle and saying a mantra in a mirror every single day. It's work. I worked at my love for my husband I worked at my love for my clients and I manifested what I wanted because I worked at it. And that's what I want to continue to teach is to continue to teach manifestations of your dreams, building your bridge to freedom and making whatever that bridge is, right? If that's a healthier life, it's, if it's more money, if it's being able to donate more money, if it's just be able to have more time, 
that's what you get to do. And I promise you, once you put the work in, it will show. And if I can do it, a person who broke from her church a decade ago, stepped into something different, I was smiled upon. Anybody can be smiled upon if I was smiled upon. So I want to thank each and every one of you. And if you want to reach out to me, please do so, even if it's just for a connection and a call. And thank you so much for having me here this evening. And I look forward to hearing some more of these stories. It's been very inspirational. Thank you so much. Thank you, Bernadette. Thank you, Bernadette. It's so important to manifest our life it is so powerful and so true, and uh, I really appreciate you. Um, you're amazing, and congratulations on just all your success. Our final panelist tonight, Cassandra Seidenfeld, I heard about you through another interview, and I was so excited that you were joining us tonight. Uh, you are a professional actress, humanitarian, and an athlete. You're an um, the recipient of the 2016 Women for Empowerment Gold Medal of Honor for your work empowering young women and girls, survivors of human trafficking in the United States. Um, you've had an international modeling career and co-built a novelty company from startup to the major leagues. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Your quote is, no one is you and that is your power. Self-confidence is your superpower stand in your value. Thank you for joining us tonight. Thank you so much. Thank you, Gigi, Beata, Lakeisha, Melanie, everyone, awesome women and men panelists and our incredible audience. I am so honored to be here and so blessed. I mean, what an amazing night so much beautiful energy and inspiration and wisdom. Oh my word, thank you all so much. Just unbelievable. No one is you and that is your power. Self-confidence and self-worth are your superpowers. We've all doubted ourselves at some point, and that's okay. That's normal. I doubted myself this morning. But to what degree of doubting is it not okay? It's not okay when we question our self-worth. Self-worth is defined in the dictionary as the value of something measured by its qualities or by the esteem in which it is held. In essence, self-worth is value. Knowing our value is so important because not only is it necessary to feel good about ourselves, it's also good to feel good about others and to have them feel good about us. It is also important to be emotionally and mentally grounded because self-worth emanates from within as we've heard from tonight, so many amazing speakers. So when you know your value, you stand stronger and clearer with everything. How many times have you put someone's happiness before yours? I used to do that a lot, like seemingly regularly. How many times have you tried to please someone when you didn't feel exactly pleased yourself? How did that go? For me, 
when I made choices like that in the past and I placed someone else's value before mine, it usually had an unsuccessful outcome. For example, we were both unsatisfied or unhappy, or even worse, relationships ended. Or unhealthier situations resulted, like unhealthy habits, like eating too much, drinking too much, or emotional outbursts. I'm sure we've all been there, right? We're human, we're fragile. We all need love. We all need respect. We all need someone who cares that we care about, healthy attention, and to be appreciated for our value. And we also need to do the same for others. But because at some point I before was questioning and doubting myself in those moments of like trying to please other people, I was placing somebody else's happiness and value before mine. And ultimately it disserviced us both. Similarly, I had a best friend, a super close friend, sister type, who always told me what I believe she wanted me to hear. In all fairness, I feel that she honestly loved me and I think she still does and I do her, but we would make plans. We would make plans, more plans, high world plans, 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 things that never seem to work out, never occur from a certain point in time. And then one day I said to myself, oh my God, I have to take a reality check. Wake up, what's happening? Stop making plans with someone who isn't placing the value in you, me, that I'm placing in her and I, us, and you know, stop allowing her to continue making plans that went nowhere. Because in a way that is challenging my value and our value as friends. That was a tough day, very painful, and yes, necessary. The phone messages decreased, as did the promises to get together. And today it's pretty silent. But it was because I eventually chose to stand in my value, you know, after so much disappointment, that I had to put a stopper on something that was not adding value to my life. It wasn't going anywhere for either one of us. And it stayed where it stayed because I allowed it to. And I was just as responsible for the circumstances as she was, because I didn't stand in my value. Any way you call it, I didn't value my time and my life first, but I didn't want to rock the boat. I mean, who does? But what boat, right? I was alone in the potential meetup planning anyway. Regardless, my self-worth would not have fallen to a point where I would have allowed that type of behavior to happen or continue had I maintained like my truth to my value. That's why it is so important to keep our value in perspective as a way to mutually navigate healthy relationships, to reinforce boundaries, to maintain healthy give and takes, to keep harmony, peace, stability, and fairness. So when you place a positive value on yourself and you're clear about that value, other people will be clear in a way that they treat you, in the way that they respond to you, value you, respect you, as well as themselves. It's reciprocal and it's mutual, as you've heard so many times tonight. Knowing your self-worth is the strongest value of self-confidence and confidence. 
We cannot be good for others when we're not strong and secure with ourselves. Remember, no one is you, and that is your power. Know it, embrace it, be it. Self-confidence and self-worth are your superpowers. Stand in your value. I am Cassandra Seidenfeld, wishing you a very happy, healthy 4th of July. Again, thank you so much, Gigi, Lakeisha, everyone, Melanie, Beata, gentlemen, ladies, audience, phenomenal. Wishing you a very happy, healthy, safe 4th of July. Only blessings. Thank you, Cassandra. Thank you, Cassandra. Many blessings you. to you. Stand in your value and use that superpower pose, <laughs> right? We have had so many great tips tonight. Uh, we do have one final speaker and uh, Miji Shaparo Traverso. You are a public figure. You're an international speaker, creative consultant, TV and podcast host. And here's your quote for tonight. We are all born in greatness, with greatness, for greatness. Welcome and thank you for sharing tonight. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you, Gigi, and thank you all. I really appreciate it. Uh, the opportunity of speaking to you today, uh, I know that uh, so many people have come before me and so many people have shared so much wisdom and such great uh, messages. Uh, so what I'd like to do tonight, uh, with all due respect, is I will share with you just uh, a few bullets I've written in hopes that perhaps one of these little bullets may touch your heart, may impact your soul, or may just be the message that you may need to receive tonight. So with that said, I encourage you to release toxic emotions because they pain the soul. Release the environments, the toxic environments, because they cause chaos. Release toxic relationships because they hold you back. Express freely and, you'll give, and you will be gifting yourself freedom. Treat yourself as if you were a kid, as if you would treat a kid, but behave like an adult. Explore with wonder and you'll discover unknowns. Act peacefully and you'll find serenity. Savor with excitement and you'll enjoy the journey. Behave with kindness and you'll alleviate suffering in other people's hearts. Impact with meaning and you'll contribute to positive change. Support people and you'll be working towards a greater good. Journey with passion and you will feel incredible. Reciprocate with authenticity and others will see you. Journey, uh, show up as, it, as you wish to be seen. Listen as you wish to be heard. Touch as you would like to feel. Appreciate as if everything was a gift. Respect and you'll ease your way through life. Forget what, forget, uh, what won't lift you up. Remember what helps you grow and honor thyself 
and all and everyone around you. And that is what I'd like to share with you today uh, because there's so many things already said and so many people with such great stories and we all have a journey in which we've all been uh, hurt, we've all been challenged, we've all been oppressed, we've all been uh, just perhaps discriminated upon in some way. But what we really need to do is look at life with the lens of hope, with the eyes of the heart, and with the love that we hold on for those who care for. So I want to say to you, thank you. May your day, your life, and your purpose be blessed, and may you will find peace in everything and any everything you do. I am Miji, and it's an honor. Thank you again. Thank you, Miji. And at this time, Beata has an announcement she'd like to share. Ladies, we have someone special coming in a few seconds. It's our third male speaker, amazing supporter for women and our confidence. So let's welcome Daniel Gomez. Welcome. Hold up. Can you hear me now? Yes. Yes, awesome. Thank you so much, Gigi, for having me. And I'm honored, right? We're here on vacation, and I'm here with my wife and my family on vacation. And I got to tell you, um, I just love people. I love God. And having confidence in what God can do for you is amazing, right? Four years ago, I almost lost my wife to breast cancer. And not until you put in that point, when you lose everything that you're comfortable with, is when you really lean and for me, I was shut to my own human confidence. And I really, I leaned on the, there was a scripture in the Bible that says, God is my confidence. And, and when, when, when I was lost and really trying to find my step, because when they tell you that your wife has stage three breast cancer, what do you do, right? It doesn't matter what you have and how much money you have in the bank or what prominence you have or what position you have in corporate America, it's not going to save your family. So at that moment, when I was stripped of my confidence, of my own arrogance, right, of my own pride. And, and when I was stripped of that, I said, God, you want me to start this business? I don't even know what to do. I don't even have the confidence to do what I need to do. But this is what, but this is what God told me. God said, let me be your confidence. And I want to encourage you right now as you're watching me here on this amazing conference. I want you to walk in the authority of who God is in you. We all have a unique gift. Stop looking to the left. Stop looking to the right. Look straight ahead because your path is straight ahead. You have a unique gift within you. God gave you a gift. It's part of your DNA. The same way I'm Hispanic and I'm darker toned. I'm not light skinned. That's everybody. We have our own DNA, our own gifting. So stop measuring up to somebody else. And another thing you need to start doing to build your confidence is this. is You need to get, start getting familiar with the unfamiliar. Let me say that again. You need to start getting familiar with the unfamiliar so many times we gravitate to the left and to the right to what's familiar or we rubber band back to what we're used to and i can tell you there was times on my journey as an entrepreneur there was times on my journey when when the doctors said we don't know what was going to happen miss gomez but i stepped i stepped going i still kept going forward and even though i wanted to go back and seek a job seek back what i was familiar with I knew that the only way to get over this was have confidence that God was going to guide me through it. And, and that, that gave me confidence in myself. And because of that, 
now I realize that, you know what, I'm more powerful through his grace in me and I walk in that authority. So I want to encourage you today, walk in the authority of who you are, walk in the authority of, of who God created you to be. Stop comparing yourself to everybody. Stop trying to measure yourself up to everybody because the more you try to measure up to this person or to this person or to that person, you're never going to find just peace in your heart and it's going to strip you of your confidence. So today, when you look in the mirror, realize the only competition you have is you. Let me say that again. When you look in the mirror right now, realize that the only competition you have is you. That's you. Because I'll tell you, when I started speaking four years ago, I was looking at this speaker to the right and this speaker to the left. And I was like, God said, why are you comparing yourself, son? You have a gift inside of you that nobody else has. When you figure out that you already have everything you need inside of you, that's when you're going to walk in the authority of who you are. And someone needs to hear that, right? Everything you already need. Somebody listening to me right now, you already have everything inside of you right now. So stop looking outside. Look in. That spirit of God, that spirit of Christ Jesus in you, that gift that he gave you in, in you is already in you. The thing is you haven't tapped into it because you haven't removed the labels, right? You haven't de dealt with those traumas that, that you had as a kid. You haven't dealt with those, with those trust issues that you had. And those very trust issues are keeping you from having confidence in your abilities because you don't trust anybody around you. Take a moment and ask yourself, what am I missing within myself? Because all that you need is within you now. Let me say that again. All that you need is within you. Yes, you watching this now. It's in you. You're not a mistake. The fact that you failed doesn't make you a failure. The fact that you made a mistake doesn't make you a mistake. And somebody watching this, you've embraced that identity as a failure. You've embraced that identity as a mistake. And it's time to take off that garment of failure, take off that garment of mistake in your identity and put on that, put on that garment of that praise on God and just thank him that you're alive and release that identity of who you are and walk in the identity of who God created you to be. Somebody needed to hear that today. There's something special and amazing inside of you. And if God can take mold and turn it into DNA, have the confidence to know that God can do something with your life. Let me say it again. If God can take mold and turn it into penicillin, right? And turn it into penicillin that's good for the body, what can he not do in your life if you allow him to? This is Daniel going with Inspires, and I hope that inspires somebody today. Because you matter to God more than you realize. And when you receive that truth, you're going to have the confidence to take on the world and do everything you've been wanting to do. This is Daniel Gomez Inspires, and thank you so much for having me, Gigi. Thank you, Daniel. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. God bless y'all. And thank you, Gigi, for uh, making time for me. We're on vacation, but I value you as, as a as my sister and everybody here. And I just wanted to add value where I could. So forgive me that I'm wearing a Bucky shirt. <laughs> Not a problem. It's totally okay. And next is the Beata. Ladies, I just want to say thank you to all of you, but first of all, to Gigi, because uh, 
Well, if you would know my story, you would not think that one, I mean, I didn't think, I didn't have that confidence that I will be here being a co-host of that beautiful event, serving others the way I serve. Uh, as a kid, I grew up in a communist country. I'm originally from Poland. No, this accent is not from Colorado, just so you know. And uh, then I was in a car accident. I was called that I will never be normal. And then I moved to United States and I was so ashamed of my accent. I didn't want to speak. I, I didn't have my voice. I had a voice, but didn't want to use it because I didn't believe in myself. So I'm again, thank you, Melanie. Thank you, Lakishia. Thank you, Gigi, for believing in me. And I'm honored to be here for everyone listening. I believe confidence is not given to you. No one will bring it to you on a silver platter, but you can build it. You can build it with God's love and support and the tribe that we created in here. And ladies, listening to you, I was thinking, what, what is the one message that I hear from all of the powerful uh, speakers? And here is what came. If you have dreams, if you have these burning desires, know that you also have a power to make those dreams a reality. And it's what I would like to leave you with today. Thank you, everyone. I love you so much. Reach out if you want to connect. Thank you, Beata. Thank you. Okay, and now I'd like to say a few words myself in regards to confidence. Confidence is like beauty. It's truly within you. You just need to find it. And confidence should not be complex. It should be something that's natural. You heard from so many speakers today in regards to confidence. And it, it takes self-reflection and really looking within yourself. As several of the speakers mentioned, also, positive self-talk truly matters. If you're constantly putting yourself down and telling yourself you, you don't look great, you're not beautiful, all these things, that will become your reality. You need to start talking to yourself in a positive manner. You can do it. I believe in you. Now you just need to believe in yourself and let go and let God and watch your life transform. And remember, confidence is within you. You just need to find it. And at this time, I want to say thank you to our amazing sponsors for this event and for all of you who attended today. And also Melanie Ake, our Master of Ceremonies, the co-host, Beata and Lakeisha James, one of our sponsors as well, Daniel Gomez and Michael D. Butler. I appreciate each and every one of you. And Ragnar Sinikas, thank you. And now we would like to end with a prayer by Lakeisha James. 
Father, thank you for this day. We thank you, Father, for this day that you've made, and we're exceedingly rejoicing in it. We thank you right now, Father, for this platform of confident women, Father. We thank you for the ones that have not found that confidence yet, Father, we're praying for them. We thank you, Father, for what you're doing in our lives, Father. We thank you for what you're doing for us. We thank you for what you're doing for everyone that's attached to us. And Father, we ask you right now to continue to guide our footsteps, continue to be that peace, Father, that keeps us together. We give you all the honor, the praise, and the glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you, everyone. God bless you and be safe. Thank you. You're welcome. Have a blessed night. You too.